0: Hi, I'm Heather Bruschetti at the Business Council of New York State. I'm the president and CEO, and now I am the host of this podcast called Connect, the Business Council podcast.
1: The Connect podcast aims to bring you the most interesting interviews with business leaders and newsmakers from around the state. And now here's the host of Connect, Heather Bruschetti.
0: Hi, I'm Heather Breschetti. I'm the president and CEO of the Business Council of New York State. The Business Council is the statewide Chamber of Commerce and the statewide Manufacturers Association, and we do advocacy in Albany on behalf of our members and all business in New York State. This podcast will touch on business issues, concerns, positive stories, and maybe just the hot topic of the day, but it's also going to focus and feature statewide newsmakers and, uh, and hopefully other interesting people. From time to time, I'll be joined by Patrick Bailey, who is the producer of this podcast and also my director of communications, who has, uh, prior to coming to the business council, a very interesting and varied career that hopefully we'll touch on occasionally.
1: It is kind of cool. If you think about it, I was in television and then I worked kind of for the governor. So it is kind of a cool, uh, a background story. Not many people really care to hear outside of my mother and my wife, but, uh, it's interesting that, uh, maybe somebody will someday we can get delve into it but I appreciate you uh bringing me and I'm really excited to do this podcast and when you came to me and said hey we should do a podcast I was really excited about it because um I think we have a lot to talk about in in this uh, state in the realm and what we do and I think the the fact that you in your position and the fact that you have connections in your position will really help uh bring in some really good um, guests that I think people will be interested in hearing from and, you know, right from the governor's office down to the legislature, but outside of that too. I mean, you know, you have dinner and, and drinks and, and meetings with some very interesting people and they all have interesting stories to tell. So I think it's a great thing that we're going to do this podcast, but before we do, we should just let people know who you are. You are, of course, the, uh, as you mentioned, and, and as we mentioned before, you're the president and CEO here, but you didn't start at the business council. So just give everybody a quick background on, on, on yourself, <laughs> kind of the elevator yeah. speech.
0: I've, I've kind of lived a long and sordid life in Albany, Albany not being uh, a code word. I mean, when people talk about Albany in the Capitol, they're usually not being particularly complimentary, but I, I originally came here uh, as an intern um, in 1985 in the Assembly. So I worked for an Assembly Democrat, uh, Michael Bragman, who represented Syracuse, which is where I grew up. And, and I think at the time, the program they would try to assign college students with representatives from, uh, where they grew up. So there was some context. You you knew what the local issues were, uh, when you worked in the assembly and I loved it and I stayed. Um, so I, I went to law school in Albany. Was What's politics,
1: all, so you're an attorney, but was politics always what you wanted to do?
0: Not at all. No, I wanted to be a veterinarian. Um, I went, <laughs> I went to law school or I went to, not law school. I went to college to be a veterinarian. It would be a a really bad mistake to go to law school to be a veterinarian so
1: that would be overkill
0: yeah yeah <laughs> um, so yeah I, I know i originally wanted to be a veterinarian and um i did the assembly internship just as something interesting to do during college um, i was going to school at suny binghamton which is now binghamton university um, and it was something that my boyfriend at the time who was going to Syracuse University was going to do for a semester. So uh, we thought it would be a fun way to spend basically our last semester of college together um, in Albany. And it ended up being a great experience. Um, but I did grow up in a very, very political household. Um, I was I was born in the Peace Corps. Um, and later, my mother and stepfather were very active in uh, liberal Party politics when there used to be a Liberal Party in the state. So, there were uh, there was a lot of political discussion in my house. Um, my parents were both um, members of uh, the teachers union of nicet and um, I mean we actually had the Village Voice delivered to our house in Syracuse. Something I thought was you know totally normal, but. Um, oh, now, obviously. You no, know, I, t- I tell people that and they're like, really? People got the village voice in Syracuse, New York, but we did. And, um, and I used to read it. I used to, you know, read it in the living room um, along with the New York Times and the Syracuse paper. And so I, I kind of grew up in a house that was very uh, oriented around politics and um, never really thought it was weird. Um, I just thought it was, was just part of everyone's daily lives.
1: So you got to Albany in, in you said mid 80s and you never left.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I got here and I loved working in the assembly. Um, and so I, I had applied to Albany law, got into law school. And at the end of my first year, you really can't work during your first year of law school. But at the end of my first year, I had lined up a job working for an assemblyman um, from Mount Vernon, from Westchester County, who I got to know. Um, One of my other intern friends was his intern, and and he had an opening. So I worked for him at the end of session, and unfortunately, that was back in the day when session used to drag into mid-July, but for whatever reason, that year we kind of ended on time, and I was out out, out of a job for the rest of the summer. So I ended up getting a a part-time gig in the district attorney's office which I ended up staying with all through, all through law school. So I worked in Albany Police Court, I worked in the county courthouse, I worked in, gosh, uh, Cohoes, Gilderland, Colony, um, virtually every night court um, I, I you know, would end up going to at some point, but I actually really enjoyed criminal law. Um, so I've had sort of two, I don't know, two distinct tracks in my life, um, criminal law and, um, and then politics.
1: Well, so how do you go from speeding tickets at night and night court, which by the way, was a great, uh, great show back on, back on in the day, um, night court to the Capitol and then sitting as a president and CEO of a business Um, organization?
0: Yeah, well, so um, sometimes it's just sort of flukes along the way. But um, I worked when I was working in the DA's office, um, I ended up getting a job, working for a local law firm, doing primarily criminal defense, but also some matrimonial stuff. Um, Ackerman, Waxman, and Fenton, great experience. I mean, right out of law school, they were letting me represent people in court, um, myself. Um, And after about a year and a half of that, I decided almost, I guess two years of that, I decided I should start my own law firm, but I needed something for insurance. So I went back to my old boss in the assembly, and I said, "Hey." you got anything? And um, he gave me a position working as his counsel for the racing and wagering committee. Uh, it was a very short session session job only, but that kind of got my feet underneath me to start my law firm um, in, in Troy, New York. So where I focused again, primarily on criminal defense, but had uh, two partners who were very interested and involved in politics. Um, one a daughter of a federal court judge and the other um, a person who worked Republican side and went on to become a congressman and that's John Sweeney. Um, So we had the firm for a while and um, then a position opened up in Rensselaer County. Um, The county led switched hands and I loved doing criminal defense work so I put my name in the hat for Uh, Chief. Well, actually, what I thought was assistant public defender, but ended up um, getting appointed as the chief public defender for Rensselaer County, and I did that for a little while. Then uh, went to the attorney general's office. So I guess, you know, it sounds like I can't hold a job, but uh, bounced around a little bit. So then finally, you know, I'm back in Albany in the attorney general's office, um, and worked there for about three and a half years. Um, Elliot Spitzer actually. Defeated my boss, Dennis Vaco, um, well, arguably didn't defeat. Uh, It was a very close election, and they stopped the recount at some point because it was just painful. Um, So I went to the state Senate and worked for the Senate majority at that point. So I had a a stint working for the Assembly majority, and then I worked for the Senate majority actually for a a relatively long stretch of time um, in the council's office. Um, called
1: who? Did you call the business council? Did the business council call you?
0: So I actually had, um, they, the business council called me. I, I had been to business council events when I worked in the Senate um, and really enjoyed it. Uh, the annual meeting was a blast, and if anyone's not been to it, it's in Lake George and it's a lot of fun. It's a couple days. Good content, lots of policy stuff, but also you know beautiful setting and opportunities to get out and, and really enjoy the best of Upstate New York in the fall. But um, yeah, so so the head of the Business Council at the time, Kenneth Adams, reached out to me and asked if I would be interested in uh, running government affairs, and uh, and I was because you know it's a lot of issues. I like having a lot of issues. I like uh, I I don't I can't imagine myself doing one thing. For my whole life, including criminal law, you know, it's just um, I don't know. I need I need to have some variety in the kinds and the complexity of issues that I work on. So
1: you got that here,
0: yeah. Which we'll yeah. get into <laughs> definitely. Um, it gets sometimes. Be careful what you wish for because in certain years, it's like drinking from a fire hose. All the issues that we have to work on and that have nothing to do with each other. You know, it's not like you learn one, you learn them all, and they change every year. Um, but it's, you know, anything that impacts business, that impacts employment, the private sector, you know, so labor laws, environmental laws, tax laws, you name it. So there's a lot to work on.
1: It's 2020 and everybody's, you know, this is a, a, a time where, um, especially the governor and everybody's talking about equal pay and, and there was, of course, the equal rights movement way, way back. But I mean, what well, I guess I'm trying to get to it in a roundabout way, and we saw it at the legislative reception, which I thought was a great photo. There's you, Andrea Stewart Cousins, the SUNY chancellor, there's the lieutenant governor, there's a lot of women all holding powerful positions. Do you ever think about that? Uh, as, as a woman in a position in Albany.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing to me. Um, and, and it's great. I mean, we should by, by, you know, just by dint of how, what a percentage of the population we are, we should have half the positions of leadership. Um, and we've, we've really have come a long way. Um, still have a ways to go. Um, I think when you go down to, um, go down a few layers and you look at things like public safety, there's still very few women in, in fire departments and police departments, um, which are very visible positions of authority, especially uh, culturally when you're a kid growing up. I mean, who are the people that you look to as, as uh, authority figures? And, and they're not going to say, well, my local assemblywoman. Um, So, I I mean, I think it's really important that we reach all the way down to, to local and municipal government, and when we start seeing success there, we'll see a real shift in culture, but um, but yeah, I mean it's it's really, really great that um you know we that that even such a photo could exist that we've got commissioners and a lieutenant governor and and the leader of the Senate. I mean, uh, very i'm I'm very happy to be here when when all of this happened. And I was you know, I was the first female public defender in Rensselaer County, um, and doing defense work as a woman back then was, you know, not. It, i was in a fairly small minority of of the defense bar so um but again that's grown as well and i, and I think it's really important that we recognize that gender is not a limitation on what kinds of roles you can have in society
1: it's just in in, in albany it was it was rare at one time that, oh, a woman, yeah. that a woman hold position of power
0: yeah absolutely i mean and uh, probably New York, in some, in, you know, in especially in government, might be ahead of the curve of some other parts of the country. So, um, it, it was relatively recently that that you know there had never been uh, a woman even conference leader. So, it's it's pretty impressive.
1: Well, we won't get to all of our agenda, but so we'll kind of wrap this up because this this first one is I'd love to just. You know, get the viewers or the listeners to understand who you are and, and what you were. But we should talk a little bit about the business council and what we do. We have about twenty three hundred member organizations. You mentioned we are the Chamber of Commerce, uh the de facto kind of manufacturing association, uh, for the state of New York. We our guests will line up with those. Um you know, we we expect to have some some pretty good dynamic guests that can talk business, and business is what we do, obviously. Um right. so I guess for the listeners out there, and what do you tell people, and in, 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 you know, I tell my mom what I do, and I explain that we're the Chamber of Commerce, and, and that's what we do, and I kind of explain what the Business Council is, because it doesn't have the Chamber name in it. It's the Business Council. Not many people understand that, but what do you tell somebody in a meeting that's not a member, the elevator speech that listeners are saying, why join the Business Council and what we do?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think the important thing to recognize is that the private sector and, and business is is really... Um, an extremely important part of the state's economy. And so we advocate for business in a state where it is a challenge to advocate for business. Um, And a lot of the proposals that um, are really great sounding um, sometimes are are very hard for businesses to accommodate. So what we do is we, I mean, in, in a way I'm representing business In Albany, um, to to some extent, we also talk to Washington as well um, to try and improve the business climate. And uh, we certainly have our work cut out for us in many regards, but we've also had some huge successes. So, you know, things like the property tax cap and and property taxes being the largest tax that most businesses pay in the state. And we've had some real positive movement on on topics like that but but virtually any issue that impacts business we're working on including things like workforce development which isn't legislative necessarily um, but it's it's something that many businesses are struggling with so that's what we do we're we're your advocate we're your voice in albany
1: and the one thing i love to tell people is that I think the line I use is sole proprietor to Fortune 100 because we could be looked at as the the quote unquote the the big bad business council the you know people sometimes take in the uh, when they think business they think a bunch of old guys sitting in a boardroom. Trying to figure out how to make the most money they can with their workers making the least amount of money as possible. And we don't sure, see that, that or, or do that.
0: And the monocle, right? <laughs> Correct.
1: Yes. <laughs> uh, yes.
0: But, and most of our most of our members are small to medium sized employers and we represent, you know, anybody from, you know, the guy who owns a glass shop and a, a restaurant owner all the way up to, you know, the largest corporation doing business in the state. So it's soup to nuts, but um, but it but it really is important that we have a climate where all of these businesses, um, the smallest employer to the largest employer, can survive because those jobs and the contribution to the economy are really really important.
1: What is the one thing you want to get out of this podcast? <laughs> I mean, you're excited to do it, and I can tell by the look on your face,
0: you're excited. I am. And- well, and what's funny is, I mean, you said all business issues, but I'd like to talk about issues just that people are interested in too, if it's the, the issue of the day. And, and you know, I, I think, you know, uh, there are issues that relate to business that might be a little bit dull, like tax reform, which is important, but, you know, not necessarily something people go, oh, I got to hear this. Of um, course. Um, but, I, you know, I want to talk about things that people are talking about. I mean, we should be talking about, uh, recreational legalization of, of cannabis and what does that mean and, and what's the experience been um, and bail reform and and what is is there a middle ground and all of the things that that you know are sort of you know people are out there and concerned about um, well I just I want to thank you all for listening and hope that you stay tuned for our next podcast If you subscribe, uh, you'll be alerted when the next one is up. We've got some great guests lined up for the future. So uh, hope to speak to you soon. Until next time.